back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On this Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Brad Shelton, Midway Athletic Director, hopping on with us now. And Brad, always fun to catch up with you. But man, you made big time headlines with this hire of Joe Gillespie. So, uh, first of all, great to have you back on, and uh, congratulations. I mean, this is uh, it's a big-time hire. I mean, I expected you all to get a big-time coach. But, man, to have somebody come straight from the college ranks who's had so much success at both ranks, college and high school, uh, I, I guess you have to be pretty excited over there. Uh, excited, relieved, uh, <laughs> all of the above, every, every range of emotion, Matt. Hey, thanks for letting me be on, man. Great afternoon. So, thank you. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. I, I tell you, the process yeah. took a long, long time uh, because we wanted to be thorough. We wanted to make sure it was open and get every every quality coach we could get interested in it. And uh, man, I was thrilled when when Joe threw his name in the hat. It was uh, man, it was a, it was an exciting day. And when we got him down here, you knew right away man, he was he was the guy. When did how long did that go back to when he either reached out or through an intermediary or, or maybe you kind of wondered, hey, would he want to get back in? How how long does do you go back to when maybe that dialogue started? Because boy, y'all had a lot of great talented coaches interested in this job. But how did how did uh, Coach Gillespie kind of get involved? What's the timetable on that? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So you know, we interviewed, uh, you know, but really the second week of January, we, we had nine come in, uh, and they were, man, two-hour interviews each. We had a committee. I mean, it was 20 hours of, of, of sitting and listening. And like I said, we had a committee that was committed to, to finding the very best candidate. And, you know, we went through that process, and we liked some, we liked some. And then, I, then I'd heard through the grapevine that, that Joe was interested in, uh, and maybe done with the college game and, and was, was interested in, in, in coming back to high school in Texas and, and going back to his roots. So, yeah, I picked up the phone and called him and said, hey, you know, would you have any interest? And, I, and I'll be honest with you, uh, we called him. He, he had a visit set up for his son who, who's going to SFA, play football, graduating mm-hmm. from uh, Alito this semester. So he, he came down a couple of days later, and it moved pretty quick then. We got in front of the committee and a couple parents and, and did the whole thing and uh, – Two days later, he, he was taking a job that night. So it, it moved very rapidly at the end with Joe. His son's quite a safety. I mean, he's a he's a hard-hitting dude uh, from what I understand. And the Alito Bearcats, as you know, that's a that's a great team and, and one of the greatest um, old Texas runs of all time, oh, what they're on. Yeah. So, you know, having a son and, and being a part of that program – that's kind of a cool thing that even while he was at TCU, he was watching that program because that's uh, that's about one of the best ones out there. Well, that, that was the biggest negative facing Joe that the, the committee had to overcome was his son didn't have any more eligibility. <laughs> if it would, we could have got another year or two out of his son, that, that would that would have been icing on the cake. But you're, you're absolutely right. Alito, Alito's obviously a, a great program, and you know, one, you know, city of champions, and you know. Whatever coach they put in, they just rotate them back and forth between Coach Buck and Coach Wood there for a while. One wins three or four, then they get tired and let the other one win three or four. Then Buck would come back, win three or four. It's a crazy thing, but they've got a machine there going for sure. And you know, there was there was a little scuttlebutt that you know they were going to be close to to coming up this time, and you know just narrowly missed that number. It's amazing how that works sometimes, but uh, <laughs> you know, you know they, they they've run, they've definitely uh, definitely run the game at their five. 
Yeah. By the way, what's DeSoto going to do? Don't they still like have the option of they could go back? They could go to five A, but they're kind of maybe thinking about staying in six A. Most schools, you don't have to ask twice, right? It's like Highland Park had those numbers come in the way they needed them, and they got right back down there to five A. Like we're very comfortable back in five A. And DeSoto's kind of seems like they've kind of weighed their options. I mean, can they just keep waiting right until they? How do you put them in a district when they're still kind of waiting? Or what's the what's the latest on that? Well, I think there's probably five people in the state of Texas that knows what DeSoto has done. But the the rumor is, and who, you know rumors, but the, the rumor is they have opted up, uh, which you wow. know certainly they, wow. they they've proven that they can compete at the six A level. And you know for them, you know coming up at the six A level, they'll always be a small school. Uh, you know because they're opted up and they'll have the lowest number in their in their district and. Uh, you know that they got a machine going, so they're not. They're you know, Claude's not scared of anything, and I, I think competing at the six A level, just knowing him and not knowing what their answer is, I, I would see that that would be appealing for him. Did you get to see through this process like the way Midway is viewed? I mean, you know, been a little bit down here recently, but have great reputation, great school district, athletic, great facilities. Um, were even you a little bit blown away by, I think I saw like 60 applicants. I I, I mean, I, who knows how many were actually showing interest and maybe didn't get around to whatever. But, I mean, huge interest in this job. You know that, but seeing it come to fruition like this, um, I, I bet even for you that was kind of refreshing and, and kind of uh, exhausting, but also a, a neat experience. Absolutely. You know, that good. What, what rang true with every candidate and every coach that I called, every coach that we talked to, or it's certainly everyone that came in. You know, the, the thing is, it's a, it's a single horse 6A high school. Uh, you know, one of less than 20 that are out there still remaining. You know, you think most 6A schools are multi-district schools now. You know, you're talking about Man- Mansfields and schools in the Houston area and Dallas area and Austin area. So, you know, you start thinking about just the single horse towns. You, you, you know, you start talking about Westlake and Soto and uh, Duncanville, Waxahachie, you know, just, a, just like I said, under under 20. And, you know, that's the most appealing thing. And, and as a guy who's been at schools in multi-districts, you know, where we have two or three high schools, you know, the, the thing is you're always worried about what the other school can, can or cannot do. Uh, and, and, and the focus is not on what do your kids need or what do, what do we need at this school to be successful. Often it is, well, I understand that, you know, y'all need that. But school over there can't do that, so you can't do that. And, and you know, and that's just part of school business and equity and, and all of those things. And I get people have to parse through that stuff when you run those kind of programs. But, but here at Midway, we, we do what we think is best for our kids. And, you know, if we need this, then we go out and get this. And if we think this makes an impact, then we go out and do this. And uh, we, we don't have to worry about those problems. And I think that was the biggest draw outside of, you know, our facilities are outstanding and the community is great. We've got an athletic-minded community who likes to win and likes to put resources into athletics. You know, and all the, obviously all those things make it attractive, but overwhelmingly being a 6A one-horse town is the biggest draw here. And, and every coach that we interviewed, and, and like I said, we interviewed 10, and, and the only one that wasn't a sitting head coach was, was Coach Gillespie, to, to be quite honest. I mean, every, every, everyone in there – had winning winning records, been very successful head coaches, and I mean, I couldn't have been more impressed and thrilled with with the people we brought in. Uh, I wish we could have hired more of them. <laughs> well, the facilities. Some of them to be a coordinator. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, and I thought about one possible coordinator, but I also don't want you to have to 
deal with some of that. But I mean, there's he's worked with some amazing offensive minds. Let's put it that way. And and uh, one of the guys he used to work with, you know, I reached out to me or I reached out to him, and he was just so excited for uh, for Joe. Obviously, talking about Art Briles, but I mean, it's uh, it's yep. I mean, where where he comes from in Stephenville, that that just it's a neat. There's so many things that have happened there over the years. What a great run they've had. But, I mean, what he did on art staff and then on his, you know, to come back and do it on his own, um, that, that's got to be exciting to you, to think back on that 20 to 21 years of high school success that he has to draw on. Uh, I, I would think that played a big role in, in you making this decision. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you know, our artist has, has had an amazing career and, you know, he got to he got to play for him, and then he got to go back and coach with him, win two state championships. Uh, and, and then, but you know, the other things that you got to think about is you know, Coach Copeland, Matt Copeland is a legend, uh, you know, Hall of Fame high school coach, and he took over after Art there at Stephenville. Uh, then they went and hired Chad Morris when Matt retired. Yeah. Uh, and, and then after Chad and, he, and then Joe got the job, so you know, it's Art, it's Matt Copeland, it, you know, it's three Hall of Fame high school coaches. Uh, then he was able to take it over and go win a state championship, uh, and, and being in a place for you know. You know, high school coaching, he coached 21 years, 20 at the same place. So, you know, he's not a guy that's jumping around looking for the next job. And, mm-hmm. you know, and if it wasn't for, for, for Coach Monty at, at Tulsa and their relationship, you know, he may not have gone, ever gone to Tulsa. Um, and then, go, you know, obviously go to Tulsa, then you go to TCU. And, and, and he said right away, he said, I'm a high school coach. You know, those, it was fun chasing that. You know, I got, to, I got to itch that competitive scratch that I had to see if we could do it, you know, see if this translated at that level. But, but he's a high school coach. And, 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 and to be quite honest, I've said this to a couple of people, you know, really the difference with Joe is when he walked through that hallway, I mean, we're talking about passing periods. you got thousands of kids. You know, you got five minutes to get to class, there's a thousand kids moving every direction. And, and you could see the fire in his eyes where he, he was home. And you could see it, visibly see it in his face, in his eyes, in his demeanor, uh, walking the hallway. We sat there and watched girls volleyball lift weights for 20 minutes one day. And, uh, and that, that's what got me excited is, is he was home. And that's what we want. We just want someone's going to lay some roots down here and, and get this thing rolling, uh, build upon what we what we did at the end of last year, which was incredible. And Ezra Martinez deserves a ton of credit, and I'm fired mm. up that he's going to be part of this. And he's excited. Uh, but let's build on what we've done, and let's get this thing rolling again. And I think Joe's the absolutely perfect individual to get that done. How did he handle, uh, talking to Brad Shelton, Midway AD, the Ezra Martinez, not always easy when there's someone that had some success. And, you know, I'm sure some people thought, well, give, what about Ezra? Would he have a, a chance? What was Joe's kind of attitude? And would that come up in interviews? Would you kind of bring up, hey, we have an interim we really liked and would love him to be part of a staff? You want those guys, but it's not like college where, or even NFL where you clean out staff. A lot of times staff members do stay, but then I'm sure he does have – uh, some of his own people that he might want to want to try to bring sure. in, or I don't know exactly how y'all will handle that. But how did how big a, a, a thing was uh, Coach Martinez's name in the whole process? Because obviously, you, you he did a really nice job in a very difficult period. Oh, one hundred percent, and it's a true testament to, to Joe. You know, they're, they're, even at the high school level, it's still the old adage and, and common thought. You know, if, if Matt, you and I are going for a job, and you get it, well, I've got to leave. Because you know I'm gonna, you might be afraid that I'm gonna undermine you, or I'm not gonna be loyal, or I'm gonna second guess you and, uh, along the way. And you know, then that's that's commonplace in in, in all levels, uh, but even in high school for sure. Uh, so it's a testament to Joe. He saw 
and, and was able to talk to Ezra and, and, and knew immediately Ezra's connection to kids, his, his important role on the staff. Uh, and, and it was never a question of whether Ezra would stay or not. It was up for, for Joe's vantage point. It was, can we get him to stay? What can we do for Ezra and make sure he doesn't leave? Uh, and, and, and Joe was critical in, in having those conversations with him and talking, laying out what the, the scope would look like, what the staff would look like, and what Ezra's role would be. In. Because, you know, like I said, Ezra did a, an outstanding job, and, and he's got goals and aspirations. And, and you know, our job uh, is to make sure we, we help him achieve what he wants to achieve because that's what he does for our kids every day. So it's only right that, that we take care of him now and we help take care of him in the future. And that, and that was vitally important, not only to me, but to the suit, to our community to our kids, to our parents. I mean, it was, it, it was absolutely paramount that we kept Ezra on staff. Uh, and Joe knew that immediately and welcomed him and accepted him and, 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 and laid out a vision for him, uh, what his role would look like. And, and, and I think Ezra was ecstatic. I mean, what a great opportunity for him uh, to come in and, 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 and work under Joe. And, and at the end of this thing, whatever he wants to do, I hope he stays here a long, long time. But if, you know, if he wants to go get a head job, he's going to have Joe Gillespie on his resume. Uh, and he and he's going to be you know plugged into Joe Gillespie's network of high school coaches and college coaches and you know I think we'll we'll all be better off for having a, a you know a man like Joe leading our program. How much latitude, Brad, do you have on money in these situations when you you have a competitive industry? Yet I think we we think so much about these college and NFL, and you're like, oh, Brad's going to break the bank for well, that's not exactly how it works, right? You have like a you have a certain parameters on this. I, I wouldn't think, I'm sure Joe is extremely well paid at TCU. I wouldn't think that was like some kind of huge sticking point. I mean, I don't know that to be the case, but to, to me, the thought that while you are in a fluent school and have great facilities, it's not like as an AD, you've got some kind of endless supply of money. Is that correct? <laughs> that is very correct. Now, I would say we, we do pay our head coaches fairly well. Uh, and those are market-driven positions. So, you know, the market kind of drives the, the salary mm-hmm. for head coach, particularly the head football coach, uh, and, and a few other positions that we have, too. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, myself and teachers and, and other staff members, you know, we've got a board-approved salary schedule that we have to adhere to. Uh, but there are some positions, such as the head football, that is, that is market-driven. Band director would be another one that, you know, you're going to go out and pay what band directors get paid in the state of Texas if you want a quality band director. It's no different for the football coach. So, you know, it's a, it's a good paying high school job. It really is. Uh, you know, it, it's not TCU because coordinator pay. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not college level pay, but as far as high school coaching, it's a good, it's a good paying job. It really, it really is. And that helped attract the, the, the quality of a candidate pool that we got. Uh, you know, most people come here and would have gotten a raise. Yeah, they're not taking a step down at all coming to, to Midway. Uh, you should be like HP. They give, I think their superintendent at least just gets a house. I think the AD at Midway should just get his house paid for. So, Brad, just kind of bring that up next time you're in a board meeting, uh, that the AD and the head coach, that that would be a nice part of the package. I'm just hoping I can continue to pay my mortgage and be quite honest. So I'm not asking for anything for free just yet. Let's see if we can win a game or two. Oh, man. I tell you, these pastors, remember those things, those parsonages or whatever? I used to think, man, what a great gig to be a pastor and the church gives them a house. But, of course, there's a lot of other stuff that comes with that, Brad, as, as we both know. 
But uh, no man, question. this is this is exciting. And uh, you know, fifty-two. I think that's how old he is. That, that you that for a while that was kind of when folks were looking to retire, and like, hey, I've put got my whatever my retirement. Let's yep. let's ease into retirement. And you're finding more and more coaches, man. Even when they try to retire. They'll change their mind. I saw Randy Allen do it at Highland Park. They'll jump right back in it. We've had people do it here in Central Texas. Is, isn't that an interesting trend? It's like, and maybe they're taking better care of themselves. I don't know, because coaching is a stressful, stressful thing, as you know. Um, but, but like 52 is not what 52 was even 10 years ago, is it? No, no question. You know, in, in, and, you know, with our health care and everybody, you know, taking better care of it, you hope everybody's taking care of better care of themselves. We know so much yeah. more. But really the big, the biggest thing is, heck, you get addicted to it. You know that. I mean, these coaches get addicted to it. it, it you know, you don't, go to, you don't get up and go to work every day. You get to go get up and go to school and coach football and, and develop young men. I mean, that's, that's hard to turn off. You know, and, and just think about it. I mean, you can only play so much golf. You can only play so much pickleball now. I mean, you, these people are, have been in high competitive environments their whole life. You know, from you know youth ball all the way up to to where they're at now, and you know being able to to turn that off is sometimes is very difficult. Uh, and, and I'm not quite there yet. I, I've I've got six or seven more years before I'm even eligible. But you know, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. What am I going to get up and do every day if if I if I'm not doing this? And I, I think that's where most people like Randy Allen and, and a lot of those guys are at. Well, what am I going to do? And I, I think that's the draw. It's just you're addicted to the competition and. and and helping young people grow. And, and, you know, there's something to be said for that. I mean, they made a commitment their whole lives. Uh, and nobody got into this to be rich, obviously. Nobody got into this to, to change their standing in life. It's, it's a calling. It's almost mission work now. But, but once you get into it, man, it's just, it's just not much different. I kind of want to start thinking of radio as mission work. You know, I, I need to <laughs> – <laughs> The, you're in the wrong. You're I, in the wrong tax bracket to consider. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, Brad, this is um, very excited for Midway, and you know, I got know so many parents, and and uh, and and you and I become good friends, and so just happy for y'all. And uh, what a great hire! What an exciting hire! Thank you. And no matter where you, I guess now you got to go. Find out what district you're in. I saw the predictions, and I was like, oh, dang it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want Midway to have to be in that district again. Uh, Duncanville, DeSoto, and all that. Is that is that the way it's kind of headed, do you feel like, in, in sort of the, the things you're hearing? Or what, what's the, what's the what, are you, what are you hearing on that front? Well, you know, that, you know that's the, the best-kept secret in the state of Texas. You know, that's been the tagline <laughs> on that for, for 50 years. But, you know, so I really don't know. Uh, the things I'll tell you is, you know, we, we've written our letters and we've lobbied to, to where we to, and petitioned UIL to, to go where we think we need to go to make sense for our kids. And, and it has very little to do with competitive play. It has to do with yeah. travel and, and Tuesday night games and Thursday night games and Friday night games. I mean, you know that, you know, there's, there's five other 6A schools within an hour of us just south. Uh, Cove, Temple, three, three cleans. You know, there'll be three cleans in 6A this time around. Yeah. Uh, and, and if we go north, you know, the closest one is Waxahachie, which is, you know, almost two hours away. And then you got Duncanville, and they're talking about Grand Prairie and South Grand Prairie and Lancaster. I mean, those are those are trips. And football's football, and, you know, you've got to mobilize a lot of people on a Friday night. But that's one Friday night. I mean, you think about Tuesday night basketball and Tuesday night baseball and volleyball. And, and those kids being on the road for two-plus hours there, two-plus hours back. And, and, and let's be honest, those schools don't want to come to Waco. 
I mean, they, they're driving 20 minutes, you know, to for Dunkleville to play Cedar Hill, and they're going to drive two hours and 20 minutes to come to Waco. And, you know, I, I just, in my heart, it just doesn't make sense. You know, regardless of the competitive balance mm-hmm. of it, and, and you know, the, the, the philosophy of athletics up there compared to here, I mean, I think there's some, some very real differences. Uh, but but just logically, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, you know, our middle school league is in Central Texas. Our high school league has been in Central Texas forever, all but two years. Uh, you know, so, so I'm interested and I'm holding out hope that, that we will stay where we're at. I think some things that could change is what region we might be in. You know, there's some there's some scuttlebutt that, that we could be in District 25, which is Region 4, which, you know, matches up with Austin, a little bit of Houston and down in the mm. Valley. And, you know, that, that, that would be that would be interesting. We haven't done that in 20 plus years. So that that would be kind of interesting. But, you know, my, my desire, obviously, is is to stay in there with Temple Cove the three Colleen's and Hutto Maine or some, you know, some Brian, some, some form of that, uh, just because that's, what's familiar and, and we're sitting yeah. like school. Uh, but if, 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 if we do go North, we'll go North. And you know, I think we're better positioned now than, than we were two years ago. You know, we had COVID and all those things going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, I think we're, we'll be better positioned than, you know, and, and prepared for that. If, if that's what we do. So it's kind of out of our control. So we're going to take what we get come Thursday morning at nine o'clock and, and get ready to go compete. All right. That's where COVID is where we got to know each other. And I just remember I was oh, filling three hours a day in that afternoon with no sports. Right. And we were just no like, sports. hey, is Midway going to get to go out and practice or do some conditioning? Like, I think uh, I did like an hour on y'all trying to get out there and, you know, shorts and shells or something on some summer afternoon. I'm like, well, hey, whatever. Just give me some form of sports. Something. So, yeah, I'm glad we're I'm back to some normalcy. But uh, it's Brad, amazing thank- what you take for granted when it's when it's gone, man. It, mm. it upsets the apple cart, doesn't it? So it does. It does. But uh, yeah, when I hear somebody say, "Well, not much is happening today," I have a different response. <laughs> yeah, I say, "I'll show you when <laughs> yeah. not, not much is happening." <laughs> All right, um, Brad, appreciate it, and uh, look forward to talking yeah. to you soon. And congratulations, uh, very exciting hire, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, man. I hope so. All right, Brad Shelton. There he goes, AD at uh, Midway.